This is Can We Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, the talk it over show. Talk it over. It's your man, K.I. from Bed-Stuy, and welcome back to another podcast uh, of Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. And uh, we have uh, some special guests. We actually have uh, a newcomer in the building, so I'm going to introduce her first so she she can get that big O. Um, Welcome to the podcast, Ms. Geraldine. All the way live from North Kagilagi. Hey, Joe. Yes, sir. <laughs> How are Hi, you? everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So, so Geraldine is actually one of the fans of the show. And one of the things we like to do, in addition to our, our guest co-host, is have uh, invite fans of the show to come on um, and weigh in on the, the, the topic of the day. And also, we have our our regular, regular, Miss Robin in the building. Hey, Robin. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm great, thank you. That's what's up. And of course, last but most certainly not least, uh, and without further ado, our, uh, our other uh, host of the show, Big O, keeping you in the know. What up, O? Yo. Yo, yo, yo. What's happening? Uh-huh. Now, Geraldine, get on him. Because he's from North Carolina, too. Yeah, yeah. What you got to say, Geraldine? So hey. how are you going to say everything is slower? It's all in how you make it. Uh-oh. Come on. Yeah, but everything, everything is definitely slower in the South. Yeah, I'm that. from the South, so I can say that. I can claim that. And I, I don't live. So, Geraldine, you, 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 you're a part of North Carolina even now? I'm in Tarboro. Tarboro. Okay, I don't think I'm too far from there. Probably about an hour, hour and a half drive. Now, Tarboro is at 40 East of Raleigh. Yes. Yeah. Right. So get at him. Get at him, Geraldine. Nah, trying to start mess. You in Raleigh, and it's not slow in Raleigh at all. Well, I'm not in Raleigh now. I was just trying to map where Tarboro was and, and check my knowledge based on. It's been a long time since I've been home, thanks to COVID. But I'm uh, right now. I'm at my family's parents' house. I don't know if you know of a town uh, called Lawrenburg, North Carolina, which is right above the border of uh, South Carolina. Okay, that's so. past. That's kind of past Fayetteville. So. Yeah. Yep. 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 Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So it's good to have another North Carolinian in here, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you so much for being a fan. Yes. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if you yes. might be a fan. Of, might be a fan of Nas. I don't know if you're on my side right now. 
<laughs> but that's fine yeah, because, though. Because you just kind of threw you just kind of threw North Carolina under the bus. Like but for everybody listening, what I said before we got on the air because I was late and not on that. I was late to the to the taping, and it's because I'm here with my family. And as anybody knows, sometimes when you get with your family, they you got to fall into place, and that means doing chores, helping around the house. There's no vacation down here, so time got away from me. And so what I said was, you know, things move slower in the South. And anybody that's lived in New York and has come down here, they can attest to that. Mm-hmm. And so Ms. Jody had to correct me and let me know that, hey, it's my perception. And don't be uh, out there throwing that stereotype about the Southern folks down here. That's right. 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 Yeah, your family, like, look, just because you're a famous celebrity up top, don't mean you don't get to come back down here and do chores, right? <laughs> yeah, ain't no star treatment. Yeah, no star treatment. <laughs> Not at all. Yes. Right. Look, and you don't never, ever, ever want to get no woman named Geraldine upset, okay? <laughs> One of the names when you hear Geraldine, you know, look, it's on. Come and- correct. There's power behind that name. <laughs> right, come correct. Yeah, you're going to get it. So, listen, we're going to jump in with the, uh, as customary, we're going to the story of the day, and then Big O, you going to hit us with the topic? Yes, yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's a good one, definitely. We, uh, we actually, uh, Anna Banana, our producer, gave a lot of thought into um, not just uh, the question, the topic, but actually the, the individuals we wanted to have join us. So, uh, I'm going to jump in with the feel-good story real quick. Uh, let's see. So this one actually comes out of, if I'm not mistaken, the UK. Hero teacher spent every day in lockdown preparing food for his pupils and delivered over 7,500 packed lunches. Okay, an award-winning hero teacher in England who spent each day preparing food uh, for his students has made his final delivery after delivering 7,500 packed lunches. Zane Powell's, I believe I'm spelling, uh, saying his name correctly, uh, uh, Zane Powell diligently prepared 85 lunches each morning after fearing his students would struggle to access food um, during the shutdown in the UK. The determined teacher walked 7.5 miles every day, making his rounds for 17 weeks and totaled over 600 miles over the course of his run in uh, North East Lincolnshire, okay? So the 48-year-old estimates that he carried roughly four tons of food during that time, but said it was all well worth it after seeing the smiles on his kids' faces. So if you're interested in reading more about that story, it's uh, the goodnewsnetwork.org. That's usually where I go to get some of of the feel-good stories. And I thought that was a great story. And, uh, you know, um, as a citizen and as a teacher to take care of his students and make sure they got proper uh, meal. I mean, because some, you know, in some instances, you know, I worked 
uh, in the schools. And I, I tell you some of the really uh, tragic stories, um, the faculty had to remind me from time to time that some of these children, um, the, the meals that they get in school may be the only meals that they have access to. And that, you know, we really find it hard to believe in America that that's even possible, right? And uh, there were other instances where, you know, uh, the, the faculty would tell me, listen, you know, there's certain students, if you don't see them, it's because not, they're homeless. Like they're either living in shelters or they literally don't have a place to stay. So this was before COVID, you know, and, uh, you know, the idea that, uh, you know, uh, just, just, just waking up trying to figure out where you're going to lay your head at night and then waking up trying to figure out how you're going to get a meal in you. That is, you know, that is a real tough thing for children to have to confront. So big up to Zane uh, Powell's in England for, uh, for, for understanding that and making the effort. What do you all think of that story? Definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And he walked all that way too. Like, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Carrying. That's like, yeah. That's, that's like a, a gift from God. Like, yeah. Absolutely. You know, a so, blessing. Yeah. We're doing that in Uganda, uh, but you kind of, I think, sort of think that that would be normal there. Right. And like you said, you just don't really realize that it's here too. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. In the, in the Western uh, quote unquote civilized world, yeah. the idea that, you know, people can't have adequate housing and food, the very basic things, food to eat, um, you know, especially children, you know, like the, the idea of de uh, depriving children for whatever reason. So I thought, you know, that was a real good feel good story. And they're always designed to, to bring us uh, one step closer together before we thank jump you for in. That. Huh? I said, thank, thank you for that. Oh, yeah, no, my pleasure. Anytime any of you have one, you're more than welcome to, you know, to lead the procession. And uh, uh, hopefully after this, Geraldine will come back and be a regular on our show. Yeah, possibly. We'll see. Possibly. Yeah, let's see how we do first, right? So, yeah. <laughs> look, be nice. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, here, here's the disclaimer, um, Geraldine, as you probably heard. None of us are subject matter experts, right? Right. But we're all experienced, and that's what we're here to do is share our experiences as it pertains to dating and relationships. With that said, Big O, take us away with the, uh, the, the relationship, dating relationship question of the day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What we're going to be batting around today for all those out there listening is should I or should you be the most important person in your significant other's life? And so to elaborate, huh? No, go ahead, bro. Keep it going. Yeah, yeah. No, no I was saying to, uh, should you be the most important person in your significant other's life? And to elaborate on that, we're talking about where should you fit into the scheme of the relationship when it comes to things that challenge that relationship, such as career aspirations or, um, you know, God forbid, just having to take care of, of a loved one who's undergoing uh maybe some health concerns or even now like with the COVID thing, so maybe somebody wants to be closer to their family. And because of the relationship is in one state, they maybe want to, you know, uh, not take a break, but they want to be closer to their family. What does that do? What kind of strain does that put? May that put 
on a relationship and where does that put you in the eyes of your significant other? So this is, you know, I think this is a very great, great topic to bat around because I think it could go either way. As we said several times, context is key, right? Always get the new guests in here and give them the, the platform to speak their mind first. I always love to hear from new people. Yes. Well, Uh-oh. it depends on... <clears throat> See how strong she came through with that? Well, no, she <laughs> about well, it depends on what kind of relationship it is. Are mm. you married? Or are you just dating? Uh-huh. Are you working towards marriage is it a new relationship um me if i'm starting a new relationship then my family is going to be the most important yes but in a marriage i feel like the marriage should be the most important yes now when it comes to kids in a relationship. Me personally, I put my kids first. My kids deserve that. They didn't ask to be here. And if that man doesn't understand, then he doesn't deserve to be with me. Now, once we get past the new relationship and get on with the old relationship as far as moving towards marriage or and everything then yeah in the eyes of god then the marriage is supposed to come first and everything well god but then the marriage and then everything will fall into place let me ask this, Geraldine, or and everybody else. What do you think about does does the age of the child matter in terms of um, that that individual coming first or second? Right. Was, like, what if you have adult children and you're in a relationship? Uh, is does that still apply to you that the children that, come that, first? That was another thing. Mm-hmm. It it does it does matter as far as the age. Now, yeah. if you got little kids. Then yeah, them the kids, them little kids should come first. Absolutely. But if you got grown adults, then it depends on the urgency of the matter with that child. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So I like so again, like like we always saying, like you say, oh, context matters, right? Yeah, and, and she prefaced that. I like how Geraldine put the the whole like what box are we in necessary though. Not what box, but what stage is the relationship in, right? Because yeah, that is gonna carry weight as regards to where you or your significant other fit with one another. Um, I think she put that very succinctly and very, very well. I want to ask, and, and this goes again to everybody, Robin Jardine. So let's say maybe you're, you're not married, maybe you're engaged, or maybe the idea you're with someone who the end goal is to, you have made it clear that you want to be married, right? Um, and so with that in mind, both people can assume that currently in this stage of the relationship, we are the most important to one another. And you know how life sometimes can throw in, you have plans, God laughs, right? Mm -hmm. So 
what if you're someone who had, or you're in a position, and this can go either, you know, uh, doesn't matter who finds themselves in the position, where they have a chance to advance their career, uh, and it may put a strain, again, on the relationship. It may change the dynamic, may take away the time that they had to spend with one another, or it may take them, um, it may require a lot more traveling uh, this new position or this new role, where does that person in a healthy relationship stand where they say, okay, I'm the person traveling. How do I keep my significant other assured that they're still the most important person in my life or vice versa? Your significant other is the one that's traveling. And maybe you have some qualms about, yeah, how the relationship and the dynamic is going to shift and change. Oh yeah, no that that that's that's tough. I mean, and so that's that's one of the reasons why um, we wanted to put the, the the podcast and ultimately the dating show together because a lot of times we don't ask these questions, right? These things we don't. It's things are not a problem until they're a problem, right? So so how cool would it be to be able to have these discussions before they actually become a potential problem when you're courting or dating someone? Right. So I uh, we did some research and I found. Right, right, right. Uh, let's see. Uh, is it Lipsy psychologist? Um, it says the question was, uh, is your partner spouse the most important person in your life? Uh, should they be? Right. And it says uh, in, in this context, great marriages are not magic. They don't happen by luck. They are not simply due to two people that are compatible that their marriage is perfect uh, from vows until death. Uh, no great marriages happen because the right couples know how to put in the work. Those that are married in long-term relationships need to constantly be putting uh, effort into them for them to be successful. Part of this involves prioritizing your partner before anything else, right? So it goes on to say before friends, before family, before children. It means believing your partner as though um, it is the most important relationship you have. And then it says even before kids, the question is even before kids, and it says yes. Um, so I know many people now uh, put their children before the relationship and uh, and again, you know, as as um, Geraldine said, it, it would it would definitely depend if they're younger children. I think that they should. I don't I don't know that there should be a hierarchy. I think that there should be a, a clear understanding should be established as to the priorities. Right, little children. Right, they didn't ask to come here, and they can't really take care of themselves. So both individuals in that relationship or courting or dating should have a have a have dialogue about that should have a meaningful um, bit of conversation as it pertains to um, where we sit when it comes to the children to the rearing of the children right so um, that let was me let me ask you this Nas. what's that what was that Olin I was saying, let me ask you, ask you this with the, with the 
what we're batting around the whole, do you think that that answer could change depending on, again, the, the situation? Do you think that's a static position that should be held at all times? Or is that a fluid position where it's like, hey, you know, you're the most important person today, but something can come up tomorrow. It doesn't mean I care for you any less. But at this point in time, this person uh, is the most important or has to, you know, has has become prioritized for whatever reason. Do you think that should do you think that is the signs of a healthy or unhealthy relationship? You know, I, I think that I, I think that. You know, I, I mean, life as a whole is fluid, right? To to lock and lock yourself into a static um, position uh, is always you're always asking for trouble, right? I, I, again, that that constant communication and dialogue is something that has to happen. But I think when it comes to children, when it comes to small children, I think that the priority for for all concerns should always be towards uh, towards the children. You know, and y'all know how I feel about ugly kids. So even, you know, <laughs> I know that the children should be the priority. Right. Um, but definitely for me, relationship at this point in my life, because I have adult children, uh, relationship is definitely um, number one with a bullet, um, with my significant other. My children actually don't factor in. It's actually my grandchildren who place um actually right behind them the cultivation and nurturing of them and and young children as a whole um is always uh, a priority for me so um so you know that's my position what you think robin yeah i don't go ahead i'm sorry oh go ahead Al. you know i was saying i don't think children should uh, yeah, I don't think children, that's an easy one. You know, if anybody's placing a relationship before their children and they got their priorities mixed, especially if that child is in a dire situation that needs that attention. Um, but we're talking about some of the more uh, mundane, some of the more uh, subtle things that can, because it's always the little things, yep. right? People, people, there's the little things that we miss Mm-hmm. that become big things because we think, okay, you know, we've been in this situation and maybe it won't happen again. Or, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I can get over it this time, or maybe I can, you know, it's not, it doesn't bother me this time, yeah. but if you don't ever address it, those little things keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming yeah. back till it becomes, you know, a mountain from a molehill. Um, and, and uh, hold- yeah, it's like, the, and like you said, uh-huh. When you hold things in like that, okay you tend to explode and friction in the relationship that might end the relationship. So it's good to talk about when it first happened instead of waiting until it happened again and again and again. Oh yeah. Things fester. Yes. So what say you, Robin? So I am, um, I was, I was reading that first article. I couldn't get the second one, but, um, and I'm, sitting here, I'm kind of having some conflicting views from my own personal experience, which is kind of funny. But, um, so I would say, uh, originally I would say besides myself, my partner probably has to be the most important one. But then I was thinking back to my own experience and, you know, I met my, my husband at the time when I was very young in high school. And then I, I, I don't think he was the most important thing in my, <laughs> in my life. I mean, we were young. And then even when we, I got married at 
at 24 or something, 25, I want to say my family was still the most important thing to me. Um, But knowing that he was so accepted and so much like me and his family was so important to him and everything, I think we just uh, were together on that idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we had children very quickly, very quickly, one right after one, right after the other. (laughs) And I think my children became my priority. And so I think, and they were babies, obviously. So I, I wouldn't think anything else. I mean, it's, you know, my baby first and everybody else comes second. Now I have to say, now I'm going to say the flip side of this because I had a very good friend um, years ago and she and her husband were from, um, they belong to a, a church, very, very, very um, religious people of a, of a certain church. And I remember we were walking in the city and I remember her telling me one time um, she had a certain outfit on or whatever. And she always dressed for her husband which is fine. I mean, I'm not saying that's right or wrong or whatever. I'm, I, that's not me, but whatever. Um, so we were kind of making fun of her or whatever. And I remember her telling me later, my husband comes first, everybody else comes afterwards. And I'm like, before your children, she said, absolutely. Right. And I thought that was the craziest thing. Right. And everything that she would put on or whatever would be, well, my husband likes this. My husband likes this. My husband likes that. And I thought it was crazy. I mean, seriously. Now today, I'm divorced. They got a really strong marriage. So I was reading this little paragraph about um, him being the, the main source of emotion. And so if your partner doesn't start as the main source of emotion early on, then if you're unhappy, I think it was saying, then your children, your family, your friends, whatever, they're not going to be enough to flip that around if that partner of yours that emotional source can't is not able to flip that around. So in other words, if you're unhappy with your partner, all those other outside forces are not going to be able to fix that. And that kind of makes mm-hmm. sense when you think about it. Right. Yep. So here's, here's a question, Robin. So did, did your friend's husband feel the same way about her? Well, I never asked him. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, here's the bad part. And here's the bad part about me. It just shows you character flaw about mine. I didn't really care because I thought, girl, you got that on because like later tonight, that's what he wants you to have on or whatever. I mean, I, listen, I mean, you're, right. all, you're men. So, I mean, I get all that. I'm not saying yeah. don't do that, you know, on right. occasion or whatever, but you know, if there's, if there's a certain thing that I want to wear and it's not awful and my conservative husband may not like it or whatever, I'm going to be like, well, you know what? You know me, you trust me. So this is what I'm going to wear. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. You know, so I, I mean, I didn't really care because I thought at that time, I thought she was so manipulated a little bit, you know, yeah. I didn't really care what he thought. Mm-hmm. I thought more of, mm-hmm. she was my best friend. And I, yeah. but is that, that's what I mean. Like, did you ask her, well, how does he feel about you? Like, are, are that necessarily a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. That's what I'm saying. It's not a bad thing. So what I'm saying now in hindsight is, and there was another part about, it said, well, so like, Let's say you prioritize your children, which, you know, we, we obviously do when they're little and they grow up and they leave. Yeah. And in my case, um, I'm talking quietly because I have children in the other house, in the other room. In my case, um, it's, you know, I took my head out of the sand and it was like, oh, wow. Hi, how, who are you again? Like, it was like, all of a sudden I couldn't connect on so many things with my husband. I felt like we just kind of went like this. Right. Still best, you know, good friends today and everything, good relationship and everything. But it was like, uh, so 
in, in saying the flip of that, I'm thinking, so if you, if they be, if you two are the most important and together you have children, but you're still most important and the children are obviously important to both of you. Um, you know, I'm not going to take my baby or my little kid and do what I want to do just because he's not feeling as strong about it or whatever, which unfortunately is what I did. Um, then I would see that that would be a natural parting of the ways once they're gone. Once they're gone, it's like, who am, who am, I? Who am I anymore? You know, because now I've got this almost a strange relationship with the two of us and we're just the only ones left together, left, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know. I'm, 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 initially, my answer right away was like, oh no, they did not have to be the most important thing right. to me. Right. But then now I'm going, hmm. I don't know, but well, you, you, maybe, I, maybe I could have done it better or done it differently, and maybe it would be different. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, you're always... So let me ask, or Nas, I don't know if I was cutting you off. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that, you know, so you're always going to be... Uh, you're blood-related to your children, right? Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily, uh, under most circumstances, blood related to your significant other, right? So I think there has to be, but with that said, there still has to be a, a priority of understanding and conversation, right? Because I want my, my mate, I, that is the person that I choose to, to, to share that level of intimacy with, but we're not blood related. Right. No right. blood related to, to those children. I, I know I was having that conversation with my children uh, when they uh, were having difficulty in their marriage. And I said, listen, you do the best you can in terms of cultivating and nurturing and maintaining that relationship. But no matter what happens, if the two of you decide to part ways, you're always blood related to those. Yeah, children. blood is blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to so, the best you can to, to cultivate and keep that uh, relationship nurtured. Let me, um, am I coming through? Yeah, yeah. Owen, before, okay. before you do, okay. what we, what's, what's the topic of the day? So this is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. And what's the topic, Big O? The topic is, should you be the most important person in your significant other's life or flip that should um, your significant other be the most important person in your life? Yes, sir. Um, so here's something I want to uh, bat around, and, and it, I, I don't, I'm not sure it kind of, it, it loosely ties to a little bit of what Robin was saying and, and her take on it. Um, and this may also kind of tie into what Geraldine was saying earlier about what stage is the relationship at, right? Um, something that, and I forget who I heard this from, but it, it kind of struck a chord where it's like, hmm, that's something that we don't really think about at, when we enter a relationship is that before, and not everybody, but some of us, before we enter a relationship, we, you know, we, we have friends that we go to for whatever. You know, different friends have different um, positions. You may have an emotional support friend. You may have a turn up friend. You may have a party friend or somebody talks seriously politics about with friend. You have family members that you turn to or um, when you want to have certain things or air out certain things. And for some reason, when we get into a relationship, we, all of a sudden, some of us ask that significant other, 
to be all things. And it's almost like I get it in the sense that you're saying this would be the most important person in my life. But before you knew that person, you had all these other relationships. And yes, this significant other relationship is supposed to be stronger and be cultivated and grow into being uh, an aspect of someone you can go to with anything. But does that necessarily mean that they should be replacing uh, the the relationships you have with your friend and say, and instead of going to, you know, this friend with emotional or uh, social issues, I now turn to my significant other. Instead of going to this family member with things that I question about, whatever, life, religion, spirituality, what, should I go to my significant other? And so it, it, it kind of bounces off this this whole question should they be the most important person in your life and i'm kind of on the fence as well with robin that's why i asked what i asked earlier is this a static thing or a fluid thing because i do feel that some of the the above all communication is what's going to help be the backbone of a healthy relationship and if you can communicate in a healthy way that hey you are the most important person in my life at this moment in time, at this stage. If something comes up, I may need to prioritize that thing until it's taken care of over us. Or should that not even be an option? Should you never prioritize anything over your relationship? I mean, you know. I, I feel like it, it should be prioritized. Um, a lot of relationships in because they aren't prioritized. They don't prioritize their significant other where they put everything else ahead and whatever they whatever time they got left is for the significant other. That's not prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, okay. but it's, okay. it's very important because okay. the significant other should be a big factor in your life if it's going somewhere if you want it to go somewhere if you're just having fun then no it shouldn't it shouldn't be a priority because you're just out here having fun but if you're trying to get to a lifelong partnership with this person he need he or she needs to be a priority a very important priority. What what about so so what you're saying is if whatever issue that may come up that may be my issue is now our issue. It is not just mine to figure out how to deal with because it impacts the relationship, right? If it impacts me, it's impacting the relationship or it could impact the relationship. And so it is on me and my responsibility in that relationship to say, "Hey, this is what's going on. How do we solve it without taking away from our relationship? Yep. Okay. How, all right. I just want to be, all right. And just, how about this one? How about maybe let's say, let, let's just say your significant other is uh, your number one priority, but that does that mean that that person is, let's say your go-to person, if you have a dilemma, Right. So they can be your priority, but they still may not have to be the go-to person, right? You might be having an issue with something 
And they're not the first person that you confide in because they may not, they, that may be beyond their, their pay scale, right? They may not yeah. be equipped to really give you uh, the, the support that you need um, to, to, to get uh, whatever resolution you're looking for, right? That doesn't mean that they're not a priority or that that doesn't mean that they're not the number one priority, but they're just a subject matter expert you need to go to to have whatever you need resolved. So, yeah. Of course. Because I mean, that's why is- women have women's friends and men have men's yeah. friends, whatever. I, in one part, it said something about best friends. And, you know, you should be, he, you know, that person, that significant other should be your best friend. Right. I, I, I agree and I disagree because we've all got our best friends for whatever category, like you said, Kai, or whatever topic we may need them for, like O said, to go out and hang, right. to talk politics, right. to talk, you know, family, whatever it might be. So, and, and as far as priority, um, absolutely, you have to prioritize. I may think you have to prioritize all your relationships because otherwise you're not having, then it's not a relationship really because the other person's going to really, really know where they are in line. Right. Yep. Now with priority, um, or in prioritizing such things that to each his own, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean quality of time or quantity of time, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you know, I know that I'm, I, I can be a busy person and run, do a million extra things or whatever. But if that little bit of time that maybe is spent with my significant other or talking to that person or whatever, if it's quality and, I'm feeling that person, it, it, that's enough, then, you know, then it's good. Then it's good. So it, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be there all the time or be, you know, spending that time. It just it depends on what your partner really needs. And you've got to be able to understand what, 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 if, what their needs are. What if you're with someone who literally feels uh, like, would you, would you enter into a relationship with someone who felt like they needed to be the number one priority in terms of, going to uh, them for issues that you might have on any level. Uh, that, I mean, that, that kind of monopolizes, that's kind of monopolizing all of your, like all Robin your said, time. your time. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of monopolizing your other relationships. And if I, I would kind of, I, I mean, I'm assuming that I really care for this person and I would try to make them understand like, Hey, you know, that position is really unfair. You're asking what you're asking for is really unfair, and it kind of hinders. It kind of shelters me from me, being able a, to be connected with other people. Yeah. To me, that's a too needy person. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's a red they, flag. <laughs> they need. They that's need flag, all of right. your attention yeah. at yeah. all times. And yeah. no, I wouldn't enter a relationship like that. Yeah. But see, here's the thing, right? I don't I, I understand clearly what y'all are saying, but let's think about the person out there that's listening who may be in that situation. I don't want to just tell that person, like, cut them off. Like, if you really care for that person and try to make them understand, try to get them to grow and to, you know, understand that that's not a healthy aspect right. and it well, doesn't hurt the it doesn't help if, the relationship. If somebody is already in that type of relationship, then, yeah, they need to have that talk. Yeah. Don't just give up and cut everything loose right. if you really want to be there. Right. But they do need to have that conversation else it's going to get worse yeah. and it's going to end badly. Yep, I agree. And, and Kyle and, saying, you know, if, if, if you're entering, would you enter versus yeah. I agree. If you're in it already, yeah. 
Um, and the other thing I found out, you know, in a, in a relationship that I was, that I was in that, um, you know, his family sort of abandoned him. So not that family wasn't important, but he really didn't have that extended family. He didn't have that opportunity. Whereas I did. And of course they lived 3000 miles away slowly, but surely I found out that my time traveling to Africa, what I, you know, which is dear to my heart and to, or Uganda and to my family was, was taken away from his time. And he had an, an quote unquote issue with the amount of travel I did. And I had an issue with that because you, you know, you can come along. I mean, I, you know, it, we can do this together. My hope was that we would do this together. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that was, that was, that was an end all because first of all, you have an, you have an issue with it. And that's now like, you know, that needs to be set up ahead of time. Did, did you have a conversation about it, Robin? Did you all discuss it? And, and then we you- did, we, we did for a short period of time, but then I realized that was still going to be an issue. And I was going to say just real quickly to add to that, um, uh, back, way back to the beginning when somebody said, where, where, uh, Geraldine said, where you are in the stages of your life. Let's just say I was going to enter a relationship right now. If that person I knew was, let's say had a big traveling job or whatever, I, I could love that person dearly. They're going to be a friend of mine because I'm, you know, I'm basically retired. I'm 62. I have all the time in the world to do what really, whatever I want to do. And I really want somebody that's kind of going to be available. They don't have to be here 24 seven. They don't even have to be in my proximity 24 seven. But, you know, if I want to pick up and go someplace on a Friday or whatever, I, you know, if, if you've got this, these, you know, if you're just busy with work or whatever, I just need somebody that's a little bit more into my state of, of life, I should say at this point in time. So I would be looking at those kind of things, you know? So is that someone making you a priority or is it merely someone making the time? Um, or are they the same, right? They may, they may be, yeah, that would be the same for me almost at this point, at this point, really Kai, because like I said, I just, I just, um, I'm just at a different stage of my life. It would be a really hard thing for me to get into a long-term relationship with somebody who, who can't give me a little bit more of their mm-hmm. their free time. I don't, want, I don't want somebody that's just going to make time for me. I want to be a yeah, priority yeah, I, in their life. Yeah, if it's going to be a every Tuesday and, you know, every other Thursday kind of thing, because that's when I have off, yeah. I, that doesn't work for me anymore. And not, no, no disrespect to them. Yeah. It just doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. it works for us. It might work for some other people, but right. Yeah, right now, the stage I'm in is, my kids are out of the house. Matter of fact, they're out of the out of the town. So it's just me. And if you can't make me a priority, then why make time for me? Because you're you done made time for everything else. And then I'm just getting this little bit of time that you got left. All because you made time uh, for me. I think uh Something you said, Nas, earlier, and I think this is this is yet to be said, but I, I like how we're batting it around in the different scenarios. And I think um, it really depends how, you know, like you said earlier, Geraldine, the stage of the relationship and, and what it is you want and the stage you are at your mm-hmm. own personal life. But at the end of the day, the most important person in your life should be you mm-hmm. above all. Yes. Above all, the yes. most important person, the person that you should prioritize above everything is yourself and i think uh, you can't no one can drink from a a a empty cup right 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 
I, uh, you know, I, I, when having a conversation about the question with O um, and Anna, you know, it came up. I'm like, for me, that part goes without saying. Mm. Like, there can be no, there can be no anybody. There can be no priority. There can be no cultivating and nurturing any kind of meaningful relationship until I'm able to do that with self. And then it, then other people kind of know where we sit inside of cultivating and nurturing relationships, priorities, and those other things. So for me personally, like I, I don't know that there was ever a time when I made anybody other than myself the number one priority. And, and maybe, that, maybe that's selfish. Um, I, it, that's yet to be determined. But self-preservation is the first order of the day, you know? And so you can't exist um, and know that your other people's value until you can know your own value and then set priorities based on that. So yeah, that's a, that's a great point and observation uh, to make, Olin. And, and I know that there are people who do place and make other people a priority over themselves Mm-hmm. I think that that's dysfunction. Absolutely. Selfish isn't a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, be, you know, there, there is selfish and then there is selfless. Yeah. And I like to think that I'm a selfless person and that I, I'm very much aware of myself and my abilities. And so when I'm giving myself over to others in service, I'm very clear as to what that looks like. Right, exactly. what my abilities are and how I can best serve my fellow life mates. Right. The only way you can know that is to know thyself. You don't, bear, you don't bear fruit from unhealthy roots. Absolutely. <laughs> right, right. Question. Question. So, so yeah, that's uh, thanks for inserting that. Oh, listen, time has flown, mm-hmm. but uh, but you know, all these conversations can be revisited, right? And uh, I want to thank everyone wow. for coming out, being a part of the podcast. Um, I want to do. A, I want to do. Uh, I want to experiment with something um, that I want to kind of make a stable of the show. So it's an impromptu thing. Um, so we're going to ask everybody uh, to give us a fun fact about themselves. One fun fact, right? That having Geraldine uh, uh, join us, I thought it would be a great idea to have each person that comes on give a fun fact about themselves before we sign off in like three minutes so Uh, you you want to give us something geraldine i'm thinking (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'll give me i'll give me while she's thinking because it's the only little teeny weeny thing that came to my mind i think i'm um i am i'm ready to jump like i'm kind of ready and willing to try almost anything right away without thinking about it first. It's not such a good thing, but, but it can okay. be fun. <laughs> well, I'm not jumping off a cliff or anything crazy like that, but right. to a certain extent. <laughs> I'm ready to jump, but I'm not ready to jump with blinders on. Sure. So, yeah. 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 What? You got anything big? What are we talking about? Jump, jump what? Uh, for me, I just meant like I, I'll, I'll just try. I'll, I'll try anything new, almost. You know, that's a fun fact about Robin. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess my fun fact is I actually did jump 
uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I tried to, I think maybe five, six, or the first time in a, um, in a amusement park. And I think I had watched too many Indiana Jones movies and this was a water ride. And, uh, my pops, he'll tell the story. I saw that, you know, we we're approaching the precipice and we're about to go over there. And I tried to jump out of the <gasps> roller coaster. <laughs> he said he had to grab on to me like, hold on. Oh, my God. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, this doesn't end well. <laughs> OK, I do have a fun factor Come where on. and it's kind of amusement park. Um, I'm a daredevil. I love to get on all in any kind of roller coaster. Nice. So my son was about four. And I decided to put him on the Scooby-Doo roller coaster with me. And it, I just got a kick out of his reaction because he thought he was dying. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I like to do things like that to so, people so that that's don't like me. You're, you're a dare. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. So listen, once again, you have been listening to Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. And we had uh, an amazing topic and some amazing guests as usual. Um, Geraldine, thanks for, for showing up and showing out. Will you come back and do it again? Yes. We love it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Ms. Robin. You're yeah. regular, Ms. Robin. You you better not even say no. You you uh, got me. You got you know you got me. Want to pop in, and of course, Big O keeping you in the know. Yes, yes, yes. I will always be back, and please come back, Miss Geraldine. It'd be great to have another Carolinian yes, in the building. Absolutely, and no uh, problem. We're we're gonna do a. Uh, 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 Olin is actually gonna have a segment on Instagram where we do uh, post follow-ups to the podcast. So it'll be kind of maybe another 10, 15 minute in-depth about the, the podcast and the topic. All right, so once again, it's your man KR from bed Star. Slow motion for me. Peace, love y'all. Bye. next week.